Welcome to Geeks in a Pod. My name is Derek Wong. With me today is Alex, Arthur. Hey, it's Jeff. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, each week we'll be debating and discussing a topic as it pertains to movies, television, and all things media. This week is the first in our series that I'm calling Geek versus Geek. We're going to plant our feet, dig in our heels, and go to battle. This week is our Streaming Wars episode. Which streaming service is, is going to end up on top? Will it be Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, or maybe a surprising underdog? So what we're going to do is we're actually going to break down this episode into different topics to actually debate within the, the kind of the world of streaming. Uh, we'll talk about some of the best movies, some of the best TV shows, kind of the variety of the content, and then also uh, just best overall. So let's start with our first topic. Which one do you guys think has the best movies out of all the streaming services? So are we talking like original content or previously Disney licensed? Plus. Disney Plus. I, I don't care. Original content, whatever content. It's Disney Plus. Well, hold on. To answer Jeff's question, I mean, I think you have to consider there are there's, are there are going to be overlaps in these. No, there we don't have to consider anything. It's Disney Plus. Okay, why is it Disney Plus? I'll, I'll give you hard numbers instead. Top ten movies, all time worldwide box office. Guess how many of them are now owned by Disney? But that's just box office. That doesn't mean those are the best movies. It doesn't, but it also means those are the most popular movies and those are the movies that are probably going to get a bunch of people viewing and watching. Go ahead and take a guess at how many in the top 10 are actually owned by Disney. I'm going to go with eight. Six? Six. Dang, you guys are actually really close. There's seven movies, guys, freaking Dang. in the top oh, 10 Oh, because they Disney. bought Fox, so they got Avatar. That's exactly it. Uh, yep. do they, they, not have, they don't have Titanic, though, right? They do not have Titanic. No, that's correct. But they have all the Pirates movies. They have like any Pixar movies. Pirates they have any Marvel movies. Pirates for all time worldwide, though. Here's the, that's uh, the Harry Potter? Harry Potter is, let me take a quick look, is not in the top 10. What the heck? <laughs> oh, this is a, this is a funner game. <laughs> I'm just giving, this is just based off of pure, like, just movies the the real you know money drivers in terms of uh movies and people watching you're telling me that's not a good indicator for the strength of a service i mean when i was thinking about this like what what are some of my favorite movies that are on all the different streaming services yes i love all the mcu movies but that's all that for me, at least for me, that's all. Oh, I guess the Star Wars movies. That's yeah. The Star Wars and, and MCU is what Disney Plus has, but and those are oh, those are great. But I think about Netflix, which recently just got back the Social Network, which is like one of my favorite movies. Like you're not gonna find a movie like that on Disney Plus. Hulu has Parasite and Portrait of a Lady on Fire now. HBO also does really well with like high box office variety of movies as well. Usually they're of like higher quality too. <sighs> HBO for me is is something that TV you shows. Yeah, like I, I count like HBO is like maybe the the king of TV in a sense. When it comes to movie, it fluctu it fluctuates so much that I, I can't depend on HBO to have these movies right so sometimes whoa, it's whoa, like whoa, hold on hold on you're saying hbo great tv shows yes yeah absolutely <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> I, we'll, I would, just, we'll just I name will, one for you game of thrones i mean i'll pre, probably argue pre for the fact that you know they have they probably have like some high quality shows but in terms of like the amount of shows i don't know about that 
Yeah, but if you're thinking like the amount versus and and the quality, I mean, they have a pretty good track record. I feel like no, I'm talking about a lot of variety. If I had to, if I had to pick a streaming service to binge and nothing but binging, I don't know if HBO is there. I think it depends. But ultimately, the the argument is is depends on what you're looking for, right? If you want young adult children's material, then Disney Plus is probably one of the best for films off the bat just because they have the entirety of the disney library behind them but if you're talking about like quirky experimental then each of the other streaming services offers their own little piece i think probably netflix and hbo probably stand out a little more but amazon prime isn't isn't without its blockbuster films as well but that's where you're wrong because you know that's that's part of the reason why disney you know ended up buying Fox. So they they have they now have this outlet that they can now release other types of films that don't necessarily have to adhere to that Disney image, you know? Right. But the context of the question is that which one of the current streaming services or upcoming streaming ser- services has the best films? No, no, no. I'm attacking your argument that said Disney was, oh, for family and young adult that type of thing i'm saying you're wrong you can say that as a corporation but disney plus as a service is i kind of have to agree with jeff just because you're not going to get a blade runner or a hell or high water or a a, you know even like a movie like lethal weapon you're not seeing that on those types of movies on disney plus but that's what you're getting through netflix right i mean i think when we're talking i mean another topic that we could talk about is variety i think netflix is Oh, yeah. That might be the king of variety because you're getting not just movies and TV. You're getting great stand up. You're getting great documentaries. You're getting even within those subgenres, you're getting variety on variety. And they and they have their original content as well, but also a rotating list of films that keep coming up that keep going and coming. OK, so which, OK. Which one has uh, Rush Hour 2 on their streaming service? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't do that. I didn't do that much research. Let's before we veer off too much into that type of topic or what kind of question we're actually answering, we do have somewhat of that agenda set aside, right? So what is the streaming service with the best movies? I'm going to vote Netflix. Art. Okay, so don't hate me, but I actually do agree with Alex on this one. I was uh, just no, no, that's fine. That's, uh, that's two votes for Disney it Plus. Is, yeah, it is Disney Plus. I was actually going to vote for that originally, um, regardless of the numbers, just because it's something that you know children and adults can enjoy all alike. And I feel like so far it's you know kind of gotten the best the best track record in terms of like just you know the class of movies and knowing what you're going to expect. I might have to give this to. Amazon Prime. I think when it comes to creating what I think are, are great movies, like Oscar worthy movies, I think they are coming out strong amongst all the streaming services. You know, I'm thinking about like The Big Sick. I'm thinking about Manchester by the Sea. I'm thinking about The Farewell, The Report, Honey Boy. Like all these movies are great and all produced by Amazon. I mean, if you think about Netflix, I think Netflix has a great variety of films that are really great and has some of my favorite films. But when you actually look at their original content, I think 
original movie content, I think it lacks compared to some of the other Ooh, shows. Oh, you right. indie hippie loving. You're right in the sense that because pretty much the only ones that actually have their own studios producing quality films is really Amazon and Disney. Netflix does, but they prioritize series and rewatchability and prolonged watch cycles. Hold on, Jeff. Before we go into it, you did vote Netflix, so I want to know what your reason is for why Netflix has the best movies. Because the question is, is which one of the streaming services is the best for movies? And in my opinion, Netflix has the most bang for your buck for the most people. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with uh, (laughs) Jeff in the sense that... I'm disagreeing with you, Derek, for sure. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm not going to disagree, with Jeff, because I mean, I'm going to list out just some of the movies that I, I found like on Netflix that are I think are amazing. Like we're talking like Ex Machina is on Netflix. Hers on Netflix. Inception's on Netflix. Inglorious Bastards on Netflix. Uh, Lobsters on Netflix. The Matrix. The Master. The Dark Knight series. Dark Knight series. Uh, Social Network. Spider-Man. Social it's Network. Spider-Verse. Like There Will Be Blood. Zodiac. Like all these movies are great. I love them. They're all on Netflix. But they're also the types of movies that can go away at any second, right? Like Netflix doesn't get to keep all these movies at all at all times. So it's like that fluctuation where like, you know, something like The Social Network just came back, you know, and then for the longest time I wasn't able to watch it like on Netflix because it just came back, right? So it's like there is that ebb and flow where sometimes you have to look at the original content. I'm going to expand my uh, the top 20 all-time worldwide box office movies, okay? <laughs> well, let's go with top 20 box office movies i want you guys to guess how many of these are now owned by disney but you have to limit the context of the question is not how many are owned no, by no, disney. No, no, how no, many gonna, are on disney no, no, no. plus take it take a guess right now and then i'll explain everything once you guys take that guess i'm not playing the game fine you don't want to play the game i'll <laughs> i'll tell you the answer 15 14 14 movies out of the top 20 all-time worldwide box office movies are owned by Disney or its subdivisions of Disney. Now, are they all on Disney Plus? No, probably not. Some of them, not yet. Some of them are just owned by other entities at the moment. But guess what? They're all going to eventually end up on Disney Plus. That's the entire reason they got into that streaming business, you know? By so the way, just, uh, I got to change my vote to uh, Hulu because they have Rush Hour too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're sticking with Disney Plus. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. First, you got the first vote. Well, okay, yes. Let's move on. Okay, so, no, no, no. So I'm not moving on from this right now. I will die on this hill. Okay. We we're do not realize this. Right. Right. I mean, this is a 20 wrong. minute episode. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm saying this right now that. Disney owns the movies that will get people interested, that will more than likely would be a film that is something that you want to watch at some point or another. Are they the best films? Probably not. Are they the most thought-provoking? Are they the the ones that are going to be always tugging at your heartstrings, uh, getting that, you know, that hippie indie loving fervor of yourself, you know, going for the Oscars and whatnot? Probably not, no. Are these movies that they own something that that you want to see, something that you want to watch? And the answer, very simply, the numbers don't lie. 
Yes. But those numbers are box office numbers, right? They're not they're not viewership numbers at home, right? So you're still banking on a system that of people that want to people that people want to rewatch a movie on Disney Plus because most no, of the time no, no, no. I've already watched these movies in the theater. I don't necessarily need to rewatch them again. Tell me, right? Eric, have you rewatched these movies? I've only watched rewatched one movie to be completely honest because it, it was the one that had Endgame. I watched Avengers Endgame oh, again. Okay, but so I have not used Disney Plus to rewatch any other movie since it's come out. There's a reason why Netflix bought the streaming rights for Star Wars, the new, the new trilogy. Why do you think that is? No, I'm not saying people yeah, don't yeah. See, want to rewatch go. things, but I think no, no, see, you're assuming that people. No, no, no. Now you're assuming people are rewatching these. Very well, could be people that are watching it for the very first time. Yeah, they could be. But I, I'm still saying that your your argument about box office numbers are being driven by the box office, not in home viewing, right? So no, those are oh two yeah. different no, parties. No, you're you're obviously right. But these numbers, I can extrapolate that more than likely people are going to want to watch these movies instead of other movies. There's a reason why people went to these movies in theaters and saw it in theaters. There's a reason why everyone gets in a fever pitch and a hype when any of these big office, uh, big hit uh, box office movies eventually come out and are released on your favorite Blu-ray or 4K HD. Yeah, okay. Well, what I was trying to say about my argument, though, is that you know, we're in this time right now where we're shelter in place, right? That this was the perfect time, I think, for Disney to re- to to lean on their streaming service, right? Ha- they could have faith in their streaming service, like, hey, you know, we'll release Mulan because we couldn't release it in the theaters. We'll release it on the sh- our streaming service for people to watch. Black Widow is supposed to come out in like three weeks. It's not going to because it got pushed to November, right? They It tells me that they are still relying on box offices and not as dependent on this streaming service. They're not creating original content, really. Let me let me give you a counter argument to that. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure since the lockdown, Frozen 2 was released on the Disney Plus service. Despite it being only early, not necessarily. That doesn't matter. Just because it was it was in the it was in theaters people were still watching it but they still decided to release it on the service so no it wasn't in theaters anymore people were in shelter yeah. in place so it was supposed to go to VOD and then onto blu-rays but they instead early released it onto Disney plus earlier than they they scheduled but it was it's not in theaters anymore yeah the right argument you could have made for that Alex was onward because onward was in theaters before that. Like before they took it down from theaters, it was still in theaters and then they put it onto Disney Plus. So I think Onward is actually closer to that argument that you wanted to use. But still, Onward was still in theaters already. I'm talking yeah. about a new movie that wasn't in theaters, right? Like right. A bank, movie that bank on your streaming service. Yeah. Right, right. Because I see that's what Amazon Prime and Netflix are doing. I mean, oh, you- wait, that's not what happened. But Amazon Prime is actually one of the only places you're actually able to go to actually buy and rent some of these new movies, right? 
You can't do that on Netflix. You can't do that on Hulu. You only could really do that on Amazon. Can't do that on Disney either. Yeah. I mean, Disney, you pay for it and then you get onward. That's it. But you don't, you can't watch it. But at the same time, you're not necessarily paying for that same service, right? We're talking about the service itself is allowing. It's streaming. It's, it's a streaming. It's, I mean, you're paying extra money, but it it at least allows you you that service. That's not the same service then. Because then we could argue, oh, Apple Rentals or Redbox, those are also great streaming services. And technically, they're the best ones because they have all the movies. That's true. Well, I think contextually, if you're going to put it that way, then you have to take then you have to take into account the actual platform and how they stream it. So now exactly. you're going to so, on content. So this is, this is so, exactly why Disney Plus... In which case, I'd like to say that uh, probably universally the best accepted platform and the most reliable one so far has been Netflix. <laughs> okay, let's move on from movies, okay? So let's let's go into TV. <sighs> we, we can't just focus on movies, Alex. We have to... There's there's way more than these streaming services than just movies. I'm not going to base my decision on what is the best on just movies. And the way I, I wanted to do this episode was hopefully that you had different answers for these different questions. Oh, uh, I hope you're not just going right to stick with Disney+. Plus. I think we need to go back to the beginning. I will um, die on this hill. Okay. Stop beating a dead Hidalgo. Let's go on. Let's move on to TV shows. So which streaming service do you guys think has the best TV shows then? Mm-hmm. We already know Alex's answer. Which I could definitely argue with. Alex, is that still your answer? In terms of TV shows, right? I actually don't know what to say to this one. I think it depends on what kind of TV you want to watch, right? Ultimately, that's kind of the that's kind of the context of the whole the debate itself is just like what do we prefer to watch and what are our preferences? What are we watching for? In which case, Disney Plus offers a pretty good variety, but overall, their biggest strength is uh, nostalgia and rewatchability. Most of Disney Plus shows are like you're talking old stuff that we've watched as when we're young. Uh, you're catering to young children and people who are just like rewatching shows, cartoons all the time, uh, things like that. And Mandalorian was a big draw, but Mandalorian is not the norm for at least on the current for Disney Plus. And until they get their mainline shows like Mandalorian Season 2, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and all those out, uh, you can't really count them as some as kind of driving forward with all new content all the time. I got it. I got it. TV shows. It's definitely going to be a tie between Amazon and Hulu. Amazon and Hulu? Exactly, right? What what shows on Amazon and what shows on Hulu are you talking about specifically? I'm not going to say exact shows. I'm going to say genre shows. So the reason why I'm a huge fan of those is simply because when I was growing up, I actually didn't grow up much with watching TV. People that talked about TGIF and all that stuff, all those 90s shows, whatnot, during my age when I was growing up, I had no idea. And guess what? Where are these shows now? Where can I find them? I can find them all either on Hulu or Amazon. For instance, since lockdown, I've been binging Monk from USA Network. Is that on Amazon? <laughs> That's correct. That's on Amazon. Even though it's not necessarily TV shows, but shows that I've been wanting to watch. Seinfeld. Guess where that's going to be? That's on Hulu. Even Cheers. Also Hulu. In fact, for my 90s, 80s nostalgia kick, 
Hulu's actually pretty up there for me. Old movies like Lethal Weapon and whatnot, I've actually watched within the past year or so, even though, you know, it's an old movie. It's cheesy. It's corny. It's not the best. Same exact thing on Amazon. Lethal Weapon's also on Netflix. No, but I think Alex has a point there when he says that, aside from this story about his childhood, which I'm not sure how that's relevant at all. No, I'm just kidding. What Um, do you mean? I never watched these shows. This is my first time seeing these shows now. I think if I'm gonna I'm gonna be like Alex and and cop out and and say there's two two services that actually probably do the best TV. And one is gonna be one is gonna be HBO because you cannot deny that they do really high quality series to be fair a lot of hbo shows are also on amazon at least they're older fair enough fair fair enough but as an included as an inclusive service hbo probably does some of the most consistently high quality at least from original content standpoint but but now i'm going to use your argument jeff where let me finish let me finish let me finish let me finish it has a huge variety no, no, no. Let me finish. The, but I'm going to agree with you that Hulu is actually probably one of the best services for actually TV watching because Hulu has the advantage of being the only one that really uh, consistently is showing syndicated network TV compared mm-hmm. to the other streaming services. Netflix sometimes will get it, but you know, Friends and The Office, they're going to move at some point. HBO has a couple series. Disney we talked about. Amazon has a few series, but they're also pretty limited in their library. Hulu has the advantage of probably having the most diverse content at the same time and at the same time being like some of the most recognizable content because there there are big reliances on syndicated television series. Art, what, what about you? I had a tie between two. Oh my God, everybody. <laughs> okay, if you want me to pick one, fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick no, Amazon. No, 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 you're done. You're done. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Two, two okay, is fine. So if I had to choose oh, okay. a second place, it would definitely be it would definitely be Disney+. Plus. I really like all of the Star Wars TV shows, you know, the animated ones. I also really like kind of those old shows too, like Boy Meets World, you know, that kind of stuff. And so for that, it's, it's a huge nostalgia factor in all regards. But then there's Mandalorian, which is really good as well. And that's something new. Not to mention all the things that are coming out later, too. I don't know how Cassian Ander is going to be, but I'm intrigued just because it's Star Wars. Uh, Obi-Wan is something I'm really looking forward to. That's like I have a slight problem with the argument in, in that it's so single or one or two series focused i think like if we're talking if we're really going to debate like which one of these platforms is a great or is like you know going to take the lead on this then i think we have to take into consideration the whole right i love star wars as much as you do art you know that i love marvel as well as much as everyone in this room and definitely i sign up for disney plus really fast just for those things but you know can you really recommend that to everyone who really wants to watch they want to see like the most uh, diverse TV or has something for them. I, I'm not sure that Disney plus does a great job of that, you know, for the wider context of people. Yeah. And that's why it's my second place. Uh, my first place is actually Netflix. And the reason for that is the variety of TV shows that it actually has. You know, we don't just get like the regular shows like that are somewhat syndicated sometimes just the most popular ones, but we also get trashy TV, like Love is Blind, you know? Like, that was a huge hit. Then they're doing new things, kind of like a 90s sitcom with the Big Show show. I've I've only watched, like, one episode, but 
it kind of brings me back to like this kind of step-by-step or, you know, um, kind of like, uh, what's that one with a uh, full house with, with the, the sisters, three sisters, Fuller house, uh, Fuller Fuller house. Uh, it's probably closer to full house actually, dude. Sometimes it's really cringy. Okay. But that's beside the fact, um, you also get, uh, international shows. Like there's a lot of the Japanese ones like Terrace house, you know, real love or, you know, like, uh, Ainori or something like that. There's so much TV on it. And like, if you want to go critically acclaimed, there's black mirror. So that's the reason why I chose Netflix as number one, just the international and also the variety. All right. I, I will pick one, but I will talk about two. <laughs> See? <laughs> so uh, I set this barometer as more what I think are the two that have created event TV, right? The, the ones that everybody is talking about. And I think the, the two services that do that best are HBO and Netflix, mm-hmm. right? I think Netflix has a great variety, but then has all the shows that it seems like at least the last couple of months everyone's been talking about, or even last couple of years, right? Like Making Murder, Orange and New Black, Tiger King, <laughs> Love is Blind, right? Like Queer Eye. Like it has shows that just constantly being, you know, showing up on, on Twitter, showing up in memes and, and just getting everyone to talk about them, right? But I think a service that does that even better and it has been the king of this for the last, I don't know how many years, has been HBO with Game of Thrones has just really owned, I think, the landscape of TV the last eight years. I know it didn't end on it on a high, but when you think about the highest of highs for that show, I mean, I don't think there is a better TV show in the last, you know, 10 years. No, the the way it ended, it should have basically erased all of its... Uh, no, no, it doesn't. You, yes. Uh, no, it doesn't. An ending doesn't ruin a show. <laughs> You, no, but you, you can't. You man, can't. You're going to jail for life. It doesn't. You cannot well. argue that that Game of Thrones is like a cultural milestone. Like that made streaming TV like one of the most talked about popular things ever. I mean, you can't say that about almost any other show that's come out in the recent years. Yeah. Nearly as much as Game of Game of Thrones. I mean, everyone, Netflix, Amazon. Disney Plus, they're all looking for their Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So I agree with him that, like, yeah, he's right. You know, Game of Thrones probably set the bar for everyone, for the whole industry. But I think one thing you mentioned uh, that Art mentioned about, like, you know, those like shows that we don't watch and they might be, I think he used the term trashy. The fact of the matter is, people watch those trashy shows. I watch oh. Love is Blind. <laughs> you watch Love is Blind. But people watch those trashy shows. So, like, pretty much, like, even if we don't like it or even critically it's panned, if people are watching and talking about it, who's to say anything else? It's a success. Mm hmm. And it's just not Game of Thrones, right? I mean, like Sopranos, right? Sex in the City, The Wire. I West mean, these are just, you know, Westworld, Deadwood, Oz. Like, these are all great shows on HBO that throughout the history of HBO that you can rewatch still, too, right? On Or if you've never watched it in the past, you can watch, right? Yeah, so you can I, I think watch it on Amazon. You don't get, you don't get all of them unless you pay for it. There are some free ones on Amazon, but you don't get all those series. Yeah, that's the key of the argument is you still have to pay for it. Yeah, because that was your argument, right, Alex, on my movie Wait, thing about I, Amazon? You know, you know what? Let, we could settle the argument right now. What, <laughs> what, what shows are we talking about? Oz, right? 
No, the game Westworld. Of- can you watch West? Oh, sorry. Yeah, can you watch Westworld without having to pay for it on Westworld? On is actually still an ongoing series. I'm talking about all the previous ones that you're saying. You didn't say that. You watch. said you could watch HBO on Amazon. You cannot. I'm just watch saying HBO a majority of the shows that you listed can still be watched on Amazon for a price, for an additional price. Not for an additional price. We no, could- there are some free shows that they'll give you on Amazon, but I'm sure. not talking. Can you watch Game of Thrones? No, I don't believe so. The biggest one that we've been talking about. Can you watch Game of Thrones on Amazon without having to pay for it? Sure, you can. Right? We were making the argument about movies on Amazon earlier. Oh wait, I have Amazon. I have Amazon Prime. I need to pay for it if yeah. I wanted to watch it. Oh, I'm using. I'm using your argument now, Alex. I know we're flipping arguments to make. <laughs> Hello. Uh, actually, Westworld too. So all their highlight series are all you. You still have to pay. Well, their current highlight series. Their, yeah, current highlight series. I'm talking about their previous ones that you listed. That's fine. Yeah, you could potentially watch those. That's fine. But you're not gonna. It's not to say it's HBO on Amazon is a little misleading. Right. I'm not saying it's HBO on Amazon. I'm just saying you can watch these great TV shows on Amazon. And it just so happens to have been but some of the shows that you were listening. But some of the shows you were listing on Amazon, like Cheers and 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 other shows, are also on Netflix. Like you, I mean, the same same deal. All I'm gonna say is I'm not paying four bucks to watch something I've already seen. <laughs> not unless it's not unless it's worth it. Exactly. Oh, not even then. Then I still like. Feature, like would you would you play four bucks to watch Futurama again? Maybe. Ah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next topic. The next topic then is what is the one with the best variety then? Just like overall variety. All right, let's just end this argument here and just say it's Netflix. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I would have to say Netflix too. Like, it's really hard to, to go ahead, Alex. It's really hard to defend against <laughs> yeah, Netflix. Go, go ahead, Alex. <laughs> yep. If we use your previous argument of, oh, on Amazon, we could buy the shows. No, that's then not an Amazon argument. That's okay, I'm saying no. That's you, an you, objection. I conceded that argument. Okay, you were right. Like, okay, it's not free. All right. it's not so, free, in, ter- in terms of, of whatever's way. in the streaming service package, then unfortunately, I'm actually going to have to agree with you guys on this one. I will, I'll go quietly into this simply <laughs> because you know, Netflix being that third party, they have to start with it, but. If you haven't noticed, it's only now that they're starting to churn out their own actual content. No, they've been churning out their own content for a while. But I think their model has from the very beginning been to kind of pay for the licensing. I'm talking about their future endeavors, the, the, the number of percentages of shows and movies. But that's like saying Disney Plus is going to be a great series for like five TV shows that haven't even come out yet. So right now, I guess the argument can be made for Netflix simply because they do have a good mixture of third-party content that's not theirs as well as content that is their own originally created content. Correct. And they're the only... Other streaming services, however, not quite the same. Well, hands down, they're the, be- they're, the, they're the best at that when it comes to the diversity and having a mix of their own in-house content and licensed content. 
there isn't another streaming service I, that I comes will, close. I will say Hulu is close simply because, you know, the the number of players involved with Hulu as a service. Hulu is closer because they rely on those separate syndicated um, TV shows and films. So, yes, they're the second they're probably the second closest to that model. OK, so, OK, I think we've all kind of conceded that that maybe Netflix has the best variety and you guys already touched on this so this is where i want to move into the next what has the best exclusives then that would still be a hands down for netflix just because they just have so much variety of originals including like animation like anime like they purchase i know it's not you know it's not original per se but they get to slap that label on it because they have exclusive rights to it correct yeah i'm gonna I'm going to have to actually lean on HBO. All of their productions, all of their produced shows, it's absolutely ridiculous the number of hours you can get from that service if we're solely basing it off of the original content that that service provides, the exclusive-ish stuff. I'm going to say Netflix, not because I disagree with that. I actually do agree that HBO, hands down, has probably the highest quality content pound for pound but netflix just offers more for more people and a larger variety and it does so in such a robust amount of series and types of content that there's no way you can beat that the problem with hbo is that they're so limited in the sense that their their shows are high quality but they're not for everyone and you're not going to spend all your time watching something as intense as game of thrones or as thought-provoking as Westworld or anything like that. You yeah. sometimes want to dumb it down or just keep it simple or whatever. Watch a comedy series, watch an anime like Art Said, or watch a film or watch an original film or watch Love is Blind, I guess. Yup. I hate the fact that I enjoy the drama that was manufactured from Love is Blind. <laughs> I hate the fact that I uh, watch some parts of it. That's why you spent so much time hating on Netflix this entire time. The other argument I have against HBO is that most of their content is also meant for adults mm-hmm. um, versus other platforms, which can have children and you know teenagers in it. And so that's kind of why I didn't vote for that in that sense. Mm. That's a good argument. But I actually would have to agree with Alex on this one. I think I've already said that HBO, like the movies are kind of a mute point because well they don't create really they don't really create original movies and most of the movies are, are bought but you know all the streaming services i would say netflix may be at the bottom when it comes to original movies oh god i agree with that a hundred percent i hate their original movies i also will agree with that that's why like it's easy for me to just now compare like hbo's tv shows to like or original content tv shows to netflix original content tv shows and I would still give it to HBO. Like I'm, I'm, you know, the biggest show of the last ten years again is 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 Game of Thrones, and I'm the type of person that I'm looking forward to the next HBO show. And I, you're still watching Westworld. watching Westworld, yeah. You're still so like, watching Watchmen, yeah. Oh yeah, like Watchmen was. Um, why haven't we brought up Watchmen? Why have I forgot that? I would... Why? Why? Because <laughs> I still because I still haven't actually watched the <laughs> show yet. That's why. Don't yeah. ruin it for me yet. I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm just saying it's, it's right. amazing. But here's it's, yeah. the thing. For all the time you're waiting for that next great HBO series to come out, guess what you're watching? The crap yeah, but, on Netflix. But it's it's like, you know, I've been re-watching things on Netflix, which is great. Sure. But like, 
I agree with Alex. I mean, Love is Blind is, you know, trashy and like I, I feel guilty for having watched it. I'm I'm not watching Tiger King. I refuse to watch it. You know what I mean? Like I there is a line I have to draw and there is something to be said about HBO, I think, creates really great content and I think really solid content versus like I think Netflix is a shotgun effect, right? Where it's just shooting out whatever it can and you know, occasionally you'll hit you'll have a gem, right? Or or something that goes viral. But there's so many other things that I'm just like, you know, you scroll through Netflix and you're like, what I, I'm never going to watch this. This is not for me. You know, maybe it's for somebody else. Netflix has so much out there that, of course, something's going to hit. Before we continue, don't hate yourself for liking trash TV. Just accept who you are. Accept no. yourself for the no. trash. You no, it's, exactly. it's completely OK for hating yourself. That's why they call it guilty pleasures. Yeah, that's true. Then maybe this is the last argument. What is your best overall then? Combining all these factors, what is your favorite? Netflix, just because you cannot argue with, what is it, nine, eight, $9 a month for all that content That's that true, is yeah. accessible to essentially everybody. You call it trash TV. Its movies are really not always that great. Its original movies definitely aren't nearly that great. You know, you have rotating shows. The Friends is going away at some point. The Office is going to going away at some point but you cannot deny at least and the current state of things for the price and what you get and how much you get netflix just wins there's something for every occasion every time best overall for like who for me yeah for you what what uh, all these factors considered what what do you think is the best overall you're you're in quarantine right now and you've learned that you have to cut down to a single streaming service pick one yeah that's that's a good uh scenario right there you know what I'm actually going to say Amazon Prime. Honestly, the type of content I watch here, let me let me go ahead and list a couple of the movies that I've seen within the past year, okay? Triple X Return of Xander Cage. <laughs> Why? Hackers, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Get Shorty, Robotech, the complete series. Ooh, I like that it? one. <laughs> the Man in the Iron Mask. The Nick Cage movie next, super bad. See, so these these are like all like old movies and things that you know. I'm a fan for actually uh, kind of horrible, horrible directions or whatnot, and uh, a collection of these films. They're great movies, whatnot. But what it is 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 the combination of nostalgia and me essentially trying to catch up on pop culture. So now I get to catch up on, you know, all these great HBO shows that people have been talking about for the past, what, 20 odd years. I can watch The Wire. I can watch Entourage and all that stuff that I couldn't see before. And now I can. Oh, and the best one, The Commuter. How many How many people have seen that? Huh? With Liam Neeson? That's right. Taken on that. a train, right? Which I heard is actually not bad. So with the combination of the types of TV shows, the types of original content and other, the variety, and essentially since I'm a sucker for older things that I couldn't originally see when they first came out, I think Amazon Prime takes the cake for best overall for me. But for everyone else, I'm probably going to have to agree with Jeff. Netflix does have a good variety for very relatively cheap. Amazon Prime free shipping, you know, uh, eventually after COVID, I get two day shipping again, right? That's true. I mean, we haven't talked about it. There's like 
that's the only service that's kind of linked with something like where you get like this secondary benefit, right? Yeah. You also get, I think Amazon photos with your prime membership that you also don't you get, don't you get like Twitch or whatever too, or something like that. Exactly. Right. So yeah, but no, we're not going to count that. No, no, we should count that because that's a great overall package. That's true. You can, you can, yeah, that's, that's true. All right. All right. What, what about you? For me, it's definitely Netflix. The amount of times I click into Netflix on my TV is just insane. Like I'll go from Disney Plus to Amazon Prime and then over to Netflix, but I find myself more in Netflix more than anything else. And having heard what Alex likes, I got to say, I think we all got to change our podcast to like the Trash Men or something. Just watch trash movies. How freaking dare you? (laughs) I just never got to see these original like... 80s, right. 90s action right. stuff. Hey, one of my favorite uh, Netflix films in the last couple months was still Always Be My Maybe. I mean, I did just last week rewatch Bloodsport on Netflix. So <laughs> that's a great movie. So, so good. <laughs> it holds up in every terrible way. Great movie. Oh, yeah. One, Brick Don't Break Back or something. Yeah, Brick, Brick Don't Break Back or Brick Don't Hit Back. I think it was the line. Hit Back. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and um, um actually Je- jeff's point about like asking the question about the quarantine pretty much solidifies it for me that the thing that you know we're all in quarantine right or right we're all in shelter in place right now as much as we can and the service that i've been going back to more often than none has been netflix i rewatch Bloodsport. i rewatch uh, the social network I, i'm currently re-watching community right now i think that's a, a really apt example and I still think it also has great original content. I'm not saying it's the best original content, but you know, I love. I'm looking forward to when Umbrella Academy comes back for its second season. You know, I'm looking forward to whenever Queer Eye comes back or Ugly Delicious comes back. You know, there are great series and great movies that I I look forward to on Netflix. So yeah, I would I would have to throw my hat overall. It's still it's got to be Netflix. Actually, one topic we didn't talk about was things like documentaries and those kind of things. And I think Netflix really takes the cake for those. Besides Tiger King, what other documentary on Netflix? Well, no, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. pseudo documentaries, but things like Making a Murder, Ugly Delicious, Chef's Chef's Table. They're all docu-series. Cheer. Yeah, Yeah, but I wouldn't call those a documentary. But those are docu-series. They're docu-series. But you said documentary. It's, well, a, it's, it's, it's the same idea. See, exactly. You were about to say it's the same thing, but it's not. Fine. It's not. Our okay. it has. It's more of a reality show type of thing. They're not reality shows. They are not reality shows. Yeah, I wouldn't call there them There is a difference shows. between a docuseries and a reality show. They are not reality shows. I, d- I don't know if I would really qualify Ugly Delicious as a docuseries. Actually, I think I would. What would you qualify it as then? It's David Chang going around. That's not a, eating that's, stuff. That's not, a, that's not so really. That, so Anthony, Anthony Bourdain wasn't that then to you, right? I don't think so either. Yeah. Okay. No. Oh, by the way, they like, used to also have Anthony Bourdain show on that. Yeah, and I don't know if I would really call that a docu series. I would call I it I maybe would. a travel series type of thing. Yeah, but I mean, travel reality docu- show, docu series, travel series. These are all sort of fits in the same similar realm. No, I no, mean, no. When, Netflix when we has talk the documentary, most. We we talk about you know like the 
the ones from HBO where it's like McMillionaire, uh, the one about that Silicon Valley uh, per- pharmaceutical person that scammed everyone. What's her name? Why am I blanking out on this? All right, that's what it was. Elizabeth Holmes, that docu, that's what I think of a docu-series. Where it's just a mini-series about a particular topic, and that's what they discuss and go into details regarding about it. Um, just in terms of like documentaries, like the only ones I can really think of for Netflix are like Tiger King, Aaron Hernandez, and like I think there's one for uh, Taylor Swift too. Well, I mean, I'm thinking more like a lot more some of not really educational, but they, they kind of like did the Blue Planet, Planet Earth kind of series. It was like natural ones. Ugly Delicious, I think, absolutely counts. They did like the one on the pandemic. They did several food ones. I, I don't even know if you can list them, right? I mean, you have American Factory who just won the, the Academy Award for American Best Factory. I mean, they're... They did Rotten last year, I think. And a lot of Emmy or, or uh, Academy Award nominated. Oh, boo, too, they, did, they describe Ugly Delicious as a docuseries on IMDb. Boo. Thank you. We'll just go with that. The other one that's kind of, kind of, I would say that's a documentary, but it's based on food, is uh, Jiro. Yeah, yeah, that's true. a documentary, isn't it? Yeah, that is a documentary. That's most definitely a documentary. It's a, it's a singular topic about. What about Chef's Table? Chef's Table, right? It's a docu series, then. It is a series because it isn't. A, it's not necessarily a single topic. It's one topic every episode. Yeah. No, I'm okay with calling Chef's Table one. Yeah. I I just don't. I still don't know about Ugly Delicious. But you know what? The argument is what What do we think the best overall is? And obviously, yes. you two think Netflix simply three. based on the variety. Three. Wait, <laughs> three. Is it art? Is it art? Me and Jeff all think Netflix. Yep. Yeah. yeah, how freaking dare you guys? How <laughs> dare you all? Amazon for the best overall, Disney Plus for the best movies, guys. End of discussion. Uh, I've, I've been keeping track of all of our answers, and Netflix has shown up a lot more than any other answer for, for the most categories. The topic of this podcast is which of these is the best streaming service, not which of these is the all all in one comp, best all in one comprehensive. So what you're comes saying is, if we had to cut service. the cord right now for all your services, you would keep Netflix. If I'm talking about streaming only, yeah, yeah, Derek, I would keep Netflix. Would keep Netflix. You would only keep Netflix. Art, what about you? Yeah, I would choose down to the wire, Netflix or Disney Plus, but then I'd probably choose Netflix. When all those Marvel shows come out, I, I would cut Netflix to watch all those Marvel shows. <laughs> but they're not out yet, so I'm not counting it. And so. you know what's going to happen once those Marvel shows end? You're going to go back to and Netflix until the next series comes <laughs> It really is a great time to be a, uh, a media consumption person, though. All these different freaking streaming services, they all have pros and cons. Yeah, don't worry, guys. Quibi's going to change it all, apparently. Yeah. No, it isn't. It's going to What the F is Quibi? Oh, is it that stupid streaming service for your Streaming service for your phone, man. It's phones oh only, man. Five-minute episodes yeah. for $5 Ten, a month. Ten-minute episodes. Guess oh, what my, guess what my streaming service is um, for my phone? It's called YouTube Clips. I mean, we haven't really... I, I mean, I think this is a debate for another time. Is YouTube considered streaming, like a streaming service? I, I don't know. This is probably best said yes. another time. That's a large topic. Yes. No, that's, that's, yeah, no, I think that's, it, that's it, it doesn't need to be said another time. It's the answer is yes. It's hosted on a website. 
People consume it off of multiple different devices. It's a streaming service. It's a different kind of media streaming service, but it's a streaming service. Yeah, but then the question, then did that, did that cross any of our minds when answering any of these questions? Oh, no, because the content, the level of content on that is like nowhere near the level of content and production quality of other shows on these streaming services that we've discussed so far. Yeah, but I, I know people that you can't make the argument or the people that will make the argument. Uh, I don't know. There's no way you're going to make that argument. I, I'll tell no. you that much. The only argument I could see is that, I mean, there are people out there that, that that's all they watch is right. It's like YouTube. It's like, like I know kids nowadays, like all they do is watch YouTube. They don't watch like what we watch. They watch YouTube. I'll put it this way. The people that would argue for YouTube being a, you know, a streaming service would also argue that Twitch TV is a streaming service. So, so I am making that argument. Cause I just argued that YouTube was a streaming service. We, I mean, we have, we have a friend that I'm pretty sure like all he really watches is is Twitch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> no, Twitch is a streaming service as well. I'll make that argument. Well, is we'll save a, that for another is, episode. Is that is good, another mountain I will die on, okay? <laughs> is it good? Is it I'm good? Not gonna, yeah, that's a question. Know. It's content. Someone, someone obviously watches it. I think we didn't come to a... Uh, uh, an agreement, but one one has outweighed another <laughs> uh, based on our choices. So uh, we'll, you guys can take it as that. I mean, this is a perfect time to be you know streaming and, and really taking advantage of all these services um, to rewatch things, to watch new things, and to you know catch things that maybe you didn't have time to catch in the past. I think that will conclude this week's episode. Alex, where can people find you? You guys can find me on, what is it? That Twitter, that bird thing, social media at A-H-L-E-X-X, at Alex. Arthur? I'm on Instagram. You can follow me at Mixed Bag Nuts. Jeff? Uh, I have an Instagram. You can find me at the.other.jwang. And you can follow me, Derek, at the wrong Dayak. Dayak is spelled D-A-Y-I-K. Uh, you can follow me on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, but you also can find me on my other podcast I do, uh, the Strange Harvest podcast, where we actually discuss the latest movies and TV. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support us um, is to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other major platforms. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, one of the easiest ways to support us also is to give us a great star rating. Uh, the more star ratings we have, the the more ratings we have and positive reviews. Um it gets our podcast out to more people and we definitely want to expand this podcast. If you have any questions or comments or thoughts, or you want to give your opinions on, on the streaming services that you love, you can email us at geeks in a podcast at gmail.com. And we will see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.